why is he there? Well, you see, there's a problem. It's called sin. And if you don't know what sin is, sin is disobedience of and towards God, both in action and or in inaction. Sin is what separates humanity from God, and as a consequence leads to both a spiritual and a physical death. In the Old Testament, sins were dealt with by blood sacrifices, but they were only ever meant to be a covering, a temporary solution. And they all pointed forward to a permanent solution. And where is that solution to be found? The solution to sin, to evil, and to death physical death doesn't lie in these continual animal sacrifices of the Old Testament. And if you don't know, the book of Leviticus is my favourite book of the Bible because it speaks of God of joy who wants to live with his people. And these sacrifices are necessary to be repeated. And it is only through the death of Jesus that sin is taken away because Jesus is the permanent sacrificial substitute despite what some theologians would like to think. That's why the cross. That's why we no longer hold sacrifices and why when we have communion the bread and wine are only symbolic of Jesus' death. Because if they actually did turn into Jesus' actual body and blood as some people think, that would mean Jesus is being sacrificed all over again. And even a cursory reading of the book of Hebrews tells you that that's just wrong. But you know what? The cross of Jesus Christ is the climax of human history. All the time before it was looking forward to it and waiting for this one event. And all the time after the event looks back upon it. And for the gospel writers, Jesus on the cross was the climax of their story. That's why they that's why they spend so much time looking at it. The cross of Jesus Christ epitomizes God's glory. If there's any other way that God could restore people into a relationship with himself, he would have done it. But there was no other way. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, hung and crucified on a Roman cross. The cross is God's glory. This Jesus took on the sins of the world, paying the greatest price that you and I can choose to be in a relationship with God himself as their father. That choice is for people of all nations, all ages, all generations, all statuses and gender. The cross is amazing and, and glorious love in action. The cross is the wisdom of God displayed. The cross is a wow factor of God. What was the word? Wow. If you don't know what wow means, wow stands for worthy of worship. I probably mentioned that last time I was here back in August, did I? And that's for the cross is not merely a symbol to be placed on the neck as an item of jewellery or fashion. The cross is not meant to portray Jesus as some form of matter, a sadomasochistic tragic hero of Jesus Christ's superstar. The cross is God's solution to the problem of sin, suffering and pain. The cross is a choice. You can choose to deny the cross and say it doesn't matter, that is an, ir an irrelevance, and that's your choice, that's your right. God will not force people to love him, but his love will compel them, drawing them in like a man. But such is the enormity and the love of God that each person has a choice, his choice to make. Follow Jesus and be an overcomer for him, 
Or people can deny the cross and its meaning, and when Jesus Christ comes again in judgment, and he will come, they'll find that he denies them entrance into his glorious kingdom. They'll be scattered into darkness. How a person thinks of the cross ultimately has relevance to them and affects their reality. The cross epitomizes God's glory, and if there was any other way that he could restore people to himself, as I said, he would have done that. But there was no other way. Jesus Christ, who was both fully God and fully man, died on that Roman cross 2,000 years ago, so that we may choose to have life. Jesus took on the sins of the world, paying the greatest price, so that people can be restored into relationship with God the Father. And that includes you and I. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, God offers forgiveness, peace, and reconciliation. So we can choose to no longer be God's enemies. We can be God's friends. And through the cross, and only through the cross, we are made just before God. Jesus' death on the cross cleanses us from sin and makes us right before God the Father. Because of the cross, we have direct access to God and Jesus intercedes for us. We have freedom from the power of slavery to sin and freedom from the power of old hairy legs of the devil. None of the above things are true if we are not following Jesus. I'm down to ask, are you following him? Because if you're not, you have a choice to make. Jesus on the cross. Jesus suffered as he did, humiliated, beaten, mocked and scorned. It's only through Jesus being on that cross that the stain of sin is taken away because Jesus is the permanent sacrificial substitute. is the ultimate. No other religion or so-called path to God can claim that. Not Islam, not Buddhism, Hinduism, or Sikhism, or any otherism. None of them have an everlasting answer to the problem of sin and evil and suffering. Jesus on the cross bore the consequences of all sin of all the earth over all periods of time, past, present, and future. Jesus on the cross, God became sin for humanity, and it was his blood that finally fulfilled God's requirement permanently. How's that for a wow factor about Jesus? Jesus on the cross, a peace offering of God. What's the word, Sue? Wow. <laughs> See, they're used to it. It comes up at least five or six times every service. Now, of course, there are sin, evil, and death still. But one day they'll cease to be read in Revelation. They'll be gone, they'll be banished. Of course, at the cross and the cross alone, Humanity can choose to be back in relationship with God. It's not forced upon anybody. It's like a bag that compels people. We have the option to take up Jesus' cross or not take it. It's our own choice. It's our own individual choice and freedom. What have you decided? 